Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Right now, the cost of ingredients for popular holiday desserts is surging. Thankfully, every family has that same blue tin of Danish butter cookies that's been floating around for 20 years. It has been a uh, difficult week for Elon Musk, who owns Twitter, which continues to hemorrhage money, so much so they have reportedly haven't paid rent in their offices for weeks. Maybe you should change the name from Twitter to Squatter, you know? <laughs> Listen to this. According to a poll, one-third of Americans start buying holiday gifts two months in advance. That's risky, because a lot can happen in two months. It's like... <laughs> Here's that Kanye sweatshirt you wanted. You go, hey, well, hold on. According to a new survey, 32% of Gen Z are likely to call in sick at work when they're feeling unwell, which is shocking. A Gen Z person making a phone call. <laughs> yeah, weather-wise, that rain will taper off, uh, giving away to mostly cloudy skies. Dropping temperatures, though, near 46 this afternoon. And right now it's 47 here at Q102. Uh, Netflix, I guess, is going to drop the final episodes of Harry and Meghan today. It's, it, it's already out there. It happened at midnight. Like, they were like, boom. So how many are there total? Six or There's nine? Six. six. So there were three that were already out from Thursday of last week okay. and then three today. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of TV. I watched it <laughs> six hours. Yeah, I watched six. All three. Well, did you really? I watched the first three. Wow. I haven't watched the next three. Well, yet, you've kind of you've kind of been enamored. I, I just remember both of their weddings. You were just oh, yeah. glued to the TV. You couldn't get enough of it all. I do like a good wedding. But, but does it feel to you like you're getting six hours of one side of the story? Because you kind of are. Yes, Th- they're behind this, right? But because I watched The Crown. And I'm a yes. royal. I'm a. I You're an expert. A You're a fan of the royals. Sure, you can't get enough. I am the official Jeff and Jen royal correspondent. So, from what you've seen so far, do you buy like the relationship? Do you think these two are like truly in love? Do you think that she, you know, would have fallen for this guy had he not been a prince? Are you picking up on? So I do think that. So when you say, had, "Would she fall for him had she not known he was a prince?" The entire first episode of this documentary is about how she didn't know he was a prince. She had no idea who he was in the world, which I find hard to believe. If you have a pulse, most people are aware of Prince Harry or know something about a royal. Right. She said she didn't. Whatever. Um but I think that he is just infatuated with her. I definitely you do pick up think on that. 100% that there is She's his some, type. 100%. Yeah. I think that he is just all in. Well, it doesn't really matter what's on these final episodes because 
the relationship between Harry and his brother, Prince William, is already toast, according to the Daily Beast and CNBC. A so-called source close to the royals says uh, the relationship between the brothers is, for all in, intents and purposes, over. Which is sad for me. I'm really sad. I'm sad for Diana because I think Diana would be just heartbroken over what's going on between her two boys. William will never forgive Harry for selling out his and Kate's secrets. Harry knows more than anyone how much their privacy means to William and Kate. What secrets of theirs has he? So what? what's supposed to be, I haven't watched it yet, so this is just what I've read. So what's supposed to happen in these three episodes is that he really goes on the record about what the palace is willing to do to protect William because he is the future king. So he will, he evidently, Harry, comes out and says, the palace has lied for William. They have gone on the record about this, that, and whatever, and they've done nothing to protect me because I'm down the throne. I haven't watched it yet, but that's what I read. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that that would coincide with the storyline that you saw between Elizabeth and Margaret when Mm -hmm. they were younger. Yes. But I believe this. Like, I, I 100% believe that the, whatever they're called, like, I, I forget the name of the organization that's connected to the top of the crown, but I believe that organization thinks that they're... Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Are doing the right by the crown. Yeah. But, they, but the point for Harry and Meghan is like, it's 2022 or whatever. <laughs> like, come it's time on. time to evolve. Yes. They're all about evolution and moving forward. The source goes on to say it's just sickening to William that Harry, who knows exactly how distressing it will be to him, is now selling them out to the media. Pouring even more fuel on the fire, Harry and Meghan is Netflix's, already Netflix's biggest documentary debut of Ever. all time. Well, they paid them a hundred million dollars. I was just going to ask. <laughs> so I'm glad they that they're it. getting some sort of return on that. Because I even Molly was like, oh, yeah, they paid them a hundred million dollars. I was like, you are lying. There's no way I believe that. And she looked it up and it is. It was a hundred million dollars. Man, I want a hundred million dollars. Yes. <laughs> what do you want to know? Right. What do you want to? I'll can, tell you anything you want to know. hundred million dollars. Sign me right. up. Ask me anything. Me in the bathroom, That's the shower, right. Come I'm on. Open. Let's go. Yeah. Viewers have consumed 81.5 million hours of this. Wow. Within just the first first four days of release. But I think the thing is, is that people really, the way that they positioned this, even in the trailers, was the very first line in this documentary is, 
everyone's talking about our story. Don't you want to hear it from us? So yeah. That's what they are. That's why I think people are so Very intrigued yeah. by what, well, what do they got to say? Right. And, and so far, have you been satisfied with what they've been saying or do you believe it's been overhyped? I believe it. I have been somewhat satisfied, but I also find there's something that for me, I really think Harry and Megan are also like, I think they're good people. I think they have good intentions. You know, I think they really do a, like charity and I think they have faith in humanity. They want to do good. They do mm-hmm. want to do good. But parts of me with when she says certain things like, you know, I had no idea who Prince Harry was or I had to Google blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not buying that Stop. for one minute, girl. Come right. on. I watch the crown. It's not I like he's some people everywhere. It's not like he's some cousin in the royal family. You might not know. Like this is this is Princess Diana's son. Yes. And even though, like I said, even if you don't follow the royals like I do or whoever, you would kind of like even my dad could probably name the kids. Yeah. You know, he's got, you know, she had two sons. Yes. And one of them was a redhead. Right. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, I think she would, I don't know. But then there's certain things like I said about about protocols and things like that, that she talks, you know, I had to Google or I had to look this up and I'm like, girl, you could have asked. Come on. I'll tell you, whenever there's like a documentary or a serious interview with any actor, my radar is always up because... They're an actor. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. You're like, right. I didn't think about that. How much? Yeah. Mm, it's so hard to. Yes. But there's no doubt that the two of them are in love. And I honestly, after watching the first three episodes, believe that they made the right call to leave for the family. Them. I really do. That's I, great. I think they made the right call. You know, they don't want to be a part of all of the, what color is the queen wearing? I got to pay attention to that. Or, you know, their kids and the security. And, you know, I mean, she was getting death threats and anthrax sent to her. Sure. I mean, all that's documented. So it's like, you know what? We're just going to walk away. But for people that are walking away, they sure seem very eager to take $100 million from Netflix and have them watch their lives. That's my point. Like, I I get that they're good people. I understand they want to use their position to do good. But why are you so consumed now that you're out of the firm? Why are you so consumed with what they're saying about you? Just mm-hmm. do your job. Yeah. Well, Just they probably you want. want. Just do your thing. They probably need the money. And mm-hmm. it's also really, really hard when other people are saying and things about you and talking about you and you know it's not true. Yeah, I just I think you can overcome that by, you know, being the person you want to be, be who you want, you know, represent yourself in the way that you want people to see you and eventually they'll figure it out rather than having to go through the rigmarole of all these hours of documentary and it's just sounding like you're whining and complaining mm-hmm. and and begging for attention, which I get they're going to get anyway and they want to see if they can shape the narrative, but their obsession with that is what troubles me. And also how they just, the timely release of everything. You know, for me, like I would pay attention to the marketing brain of certain situations. And it's like they release a picture the same day that William and Kate release a picture. Or they release a trailer the same day that William and Kate are in the United States doing something amazing charity thing. So it's like all of these parallels, mm-hmm. whomever is behind that, I think seems malicious. Like mm-hmm. it just seems like let everybody have their own moment when they want it. I mean, that's what, that was what the world loved about Diana is that she, it was hard for her to, she couldn't really speak out uh, until later, of course, when she was in the firm. And when I say the firm, meaning like 
you know, the, the royal family. The machine. Yeah, the machine, so to speak. Uh, she couldn't speak out. She didn't have a voice. All she could do was just do the good that she did. And she ultimately gained a lot of power and overcame all of it just through her philanthropy and mm-hmm. charitable work and the love she gave to the world. Right. Don't tell Following us who you are. Just show us who you exactly are. Exactly yes. right. Yes, ma'am. Following your mother's footsteps. We got to... Jeez, how are we doing? I we got know. another just, couple of minutes. Just keep All talking. Right. Talk it's about right. Avatar. All right. Avatar, the way a water opens this weekend, it is probably going to open really, really big. Estimates are putting it at between 150 and 175 million in the U.S. Global debut of 450 to 550. So the movie, it's a little long, over three hours, which means there'll be fewer showings at the theaters, but it doesn't really have any competition this weekend, so it's going to be on a lot of screens. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness has the biggest opening weekend of the year so far with $449 million worldwide, and it didn't even play in China. Avatar will, so that's going to add a penny or two. Cost about $400 million to make before you factor in marketing, so it won't take long for them to make it back. But this is kind of a cool detail of The Way of Water. Uh, Director James Cameron made it a priority to include female empowerment, so he made Kate Winslet's character a pregnant warrior. Mm. He said in a Variety interview, he said, I thought, well, if you're really going to go all the way down the rabbit hole of female empowerment, let's have a female warrior who's six months pregnant in battle. That's cool. I mean, yeah. He said, I guarantee you, back in the day, women had to fight for survival and protect their children. It didn't matter if they were pregnant. And pregnant women are more capable of being a lot more athletic than we as a culture acknowledge. Hmm. Pointed out there's been amazing female characters like Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel, but they're not moms and they're not pregnant while fighting evil. Wow. So throw it into the mix. Yeah. No offense, Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. See if you can fit into that outfit. Right. <laughs> You're six months pregnant. It'll be fun to see what that looks like. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. That's your latest D News. We'll have more for you coming up after 7 o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you can guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a $25 Wendy's gift card. But first, we're going to check the roads. We got Sophie standing by with your latest Q102 traffic. is coming. Shut it out with new windows from Universal Windows Direct. Hi, Tim. Right now, buy one window, get one free. They also do siding, roofing, and doors. Call 513-755-1800. Check out uwdsouthwestohio.com. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Sarah. Good morning. Welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Doing great. I got your headlines here. Pick the real one and you're heading to Wendy's for breakfast, okay? All right. All right. So is it A? Woman caught doing 95 and a 60 said she had to get home to feed her 17 ferrets. (laughs) Is it B? Guy in a VW bug gets pulled over for peeing out the window while driving. Or C? A driver was caught in the HOV lane with an inflatable Grinch. Well, my first thought was A, but I think I'm going to go with B. Did you say you're going to go with B or C? B. Nope, it's C. It's C. It's the inflatable Grinch today. Bummer, Sarah. I know. Yeah, you see a lot of these right about this time of year. Uh, People have been caught cheating in HOV lanes with fake 
persons, so-called persons in the passenger seat before. That's nothing new. But due to the time of year, this one's a bit holiday-themed because in this case, a driver in Arizona was caught driving in the carpool lane with an inflatable Grinch sitting in the front seat. The Arizona Department of Public Safety posted the photo online. It is pretty funny. The driver's probably not laughing, but a trooper pulled the car over, confirmed that there were no other passengers in the car, and issued the citation. And I'm not 100% sure how much the ticket was for, but according to a report from 2018, local fines for HOV violations back then started at $400. So, wow, they're not messing around. No, it was at least that. Jeez. Yeah, I know. I think it's like 800 I think it's even more in the state of Massachusetts. God, it's so tempting, though, to hop over to that lane. Oh, yeah. When <laughs> it's just so, the traffic is oh, so full yeah. You know, especially if not that many people are using it, right? But it always goes so fast. I feel like if you're gutsy enough to get over there and drive 110, knock yourself out. You better go. Yeah, it's quick. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.